think it's the computer. It just might be. Yeah, I can hear great, actually. Because we need to upgrade, bro. Doesn't everyone hate the way they sound? Like, what? when you, you hear yourself, I've, you're like... I've become, I've become okay with it. Yeah. You have, like, if I close my eyes, you have, like, a grown man voice. And then yours is, like, an entertainer. I can see you do some sports, like, uh... Pod- yeah, that's so cheesy, right? It's like... How is that cheesy? Hey, we're out here selling cars. That's like, exciting. God damn it. That's what I sound like. <laughs> I sound like myself on the voicemail machine. I've like, heard, who did fucking talk to this I've guy? I've heard something where it actually, it's, it's actually natural for you to hate the sound of your voice. Yeah. Because it's something in your brain that says, you know, okay, you create this noise and then you hear it from like an outside source rather than just... The vibrations like through your like head, right? Yeah, it sounds different. So it sounds hear. different, right? Coming from an outside source, so it's naturally supposed to be strange. Mm, and it's it naturally supposed to sound strange, yeah. Dude, coming in with some deep thoughts in the first sixty seconds. Yeah, speaking of sixty seconds, careless after hours. I'm Big Blue, and your boy Evan. Today we have a very special guest, longtime friend, long-term supporter, probably the first athlete I think we ever had done any type of agreement. So I was nervous as shit. Probably wearing that exact shirt you're wearing when I met you at Trackstar. No, it wasn't Trackstar, it was Toby. Yeah, uh, it was it was Autocomp actually. Okay. So shout out, we got Fielding Strider in the building. Good person, great man. If you don't have him on Instagram, you're really behind on life. You What's should up, do that. guys? Happy to be here. This is gonna be fun. I've never done one of these, so this is this is new to me. It's all about touching on the memories, man. They got us here, and like I, I never would have thought about that. But I totally remember Kegel brought us out there, mm-hmm. and you were, and I think you were like asking like, what kind of apparel you want to do? And I was shit. I was like, man, I gotta impress this guy. Yeah. So our first I'm like, first race car brand, man. Tell me what's good. Well, five years later, I think I'm fulfilled yeah. about nothing I told you. <laughs> so I appreciate your patience. A lot of. Uh, a lot of random things have happened in between. No way, dude. You've done a lot to expand. So far, I mean, you started with just a couple t-shirts. Yeah. Now you've got multiple different types of motorsports you're supporting and lots of different styles. You've got keychains and tanks and all kinds of stuff that is way more than just the, the basic t-shirt company that maybe you envisioned right yeah. away. It's just ironic that the things that I originally would have put as priority have probably all fallen to the side. Yeah, that's all right. Things evolve, right? Yeah. Cheers to that. I mean, my car's got windows now. <laughs> <laughs> with really badass tint yeah, as dude, of this weekend. With really badass tint. And the question that you hate the most, can you slam on that thing? <laughs> yeah, I can see, guys. I can see just fine. If I can't or couldn't, I would have crashed immediately. I mean, hello. So you have a tint on your visor as well, right? So I did take that off. Okay. And uh, I usually wear sunglasses when I drive. But I also didn't need those, so I was like just chilling. It's like your car is wearing sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. Did you get like the Walgreens HD shades so you can no, see in high def? It, it literally felt like high def because now my eyes are not having to uh, change contrast dramatically uh-huh. from like my gauge cluster to outside the bright, you know, mm-hmm. cars. And like everything's smoke. polarized. It's exactly, and even the GoPro picks that up. I put the GoPro on the cage pointing forward, and you can absolutely see everything oh. through the windshield and in the car equally at the same time with no like that's a good point because the shade awesome. yeah the shading mm-hmm. and the sun wow really you may like have that. just accidentally stumbled upon the next <laughs> know, right? the biggest trend for media it's like i unlocked a gigantic nd filter for the car <laughs> and all the cameras work flawlessly now and everybody you know i guess everybody would think in the racing world this is somewhere you don't want to go like you don't want to tint your windshield you don't want to tint your windows right Maybe you do. Like, like maybe that's the cutting edge of media in 2017. Like you say tint, tint, though. He took it to a new level with, like, the high-reflective chrome. chrome. Privacy tint. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm trying to block out the haters, you know. I've done paid surveys. <laughs> Blocking out the haters. I like it. I've definitely blocked out the haters a time or two on the show. Like, my allergies have been so bad. Yeah. Back when we were doing video, allergies have been so bad. I just look like, this some, like, Buddha. Eyes just swollen. And, <laughs> like, I mean, just terribly, like, dude, got tears coming out of my eyes. I was like, Evan, I'm putting on my shades, man. Blocking out the haters. Yeah, you know? this is happening. Blocking out my allergies. And I'm, I'm back here, like... <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got any afrin? Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. So bad. Dude, I sometimes get allergies too in Austin. Like, I never had allergies until I moved to Austin. And then I started getting them, and I'm like, oh my god, I have the flu. I'm sick. Like, what the hell's wrong with me? I'm taking all these cold meds, and they do nothing when you yeah. have allergies. And I didn't even know. I didn't even think, like, hello, you have allergies, you dumbass. You're not taking the right stuff. Yeah. So for a full month, I thought that I was just like, I'm going to have to go to the doctor. I think I have fucking cancer. I don't have insurance. I'm screwed. This is going to cost me like $1,000 to go yeah. find out. And then someone, a friend was like, you probably just have allergies, dude. And I was like, what? Take I never had allergies. Yeah, and I took one. Boom. I'm like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. But this works. So I'm happy now. I feel like that's working at Rally Ready for you. You're just surrounded by outdoors and its elements. That was definitely like when it was happening because yeah. I was out in the wilderness basically and you know all the dust and stuff. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't help. Oh, and you're speaking drifting of, the cars and kicking all that Rally Ready. <laughs> Rally Ready is not around the corner. It is, it's deep in the sticks, man. And I, that, I think that's something that I appreciate is that you can't just stumble upon Rally Ready. It's you the, you have to be on a on a mission to get to rally ready. I know when we got out there, I was like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, it's definitely a destination. But you know, if you're going to Coda, which people would would consider close enough to Austin, yeah, it's really only 15 minutes from Coda. But you feel like it's a lot farther because you are on country roads. There might be a random cow crossing across in front of you, or some dogs running in front. You got Dude, an extra stop so sign. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, I can't, so going back to with your diesel rig. Oh my god. Yeah. I would I would call in the army and just like have one of those freaking Humvee transporters just right. like port that over there. Yeah, I'm all right, dude. I'll, I'll just wait at the end of the trail. I'll be like, I'm going to wait for Fielding just to come scoop me up. Yeah, with a place like Bluebird Lane, I was thinking, yeah, this place is going to be paved, mm -hmm. you know, fire hydrants. Oh, no. The last, the last almost yeah. mile is just like glitchy <laughs> road. That, if you can't <laughs> drive on trees. this, you're not coming to the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's your warm-up. He said, that's just yeah. the test. That's the pop quiz before you get to the school. Right? It's like the moat. Shit. Yeah. You swim exactly. you get that's a good way to filter out who should be at the school or not. They're like, yeah. if you've made it this far, I think you can drive our vehicles. <laughs> you know what's the best is when we have like some wealthy client who drives his like Porsche or Ferrari out there and we're like we told you to bring your truck and he's like yeah but I wanted to drive this today we're like alright cool and he doesn't even care right he's like I got I got you like height adjustment I can just raise it up an inch and whatever we're good so dudes have brought Ferraris back absolutely. there absolutely yeah we've had some clients bring in some wild cars is that just because they don't care or they're stubborn to listen to where you're like dude you should you should probably bring the truck out today so like the first time no one had told the guy like hey we're kind of in you know rural area and, and he just rolled in he was like yeah whatever and then, and then from then on dave always tells any client that he knows like has a nice car he's like hey this is definitely not the place to drive your la ferrari or whatever you're bringing you know like just bring your truck bring the suburban you'll be fine you're gonna get plenty of driving on our cars and still you get the stubborn guy who's just like whatever i got money i'll fix it i don't care I'm like i'm driving this this is what i want to drive today i'm gonna drive by coda and like flash a little bit you know stunt yeah. And then roll through, and then on the way out, like I'm going to the 
to the bar anyway, so whatever. I'm gonna try and roll in style. Yeah, my Ferrari's covered in mud. Whatever. <laughs> okay, I respect that guy though. Right? I do too. Like rock chips and shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I was, I guess I was cutting it off. Like they were just like, no, I got this. But no, he wants to he wants to trash in the in the high end car. Yeah, it's fun. I think I think the clientele that comes to a school like that. They already have a mentality that we can all kind of get along with. No matter how much money they make, like everyone's there because they love driving, they love learning and, and thrashing, and that's why you know everyone can get along no matter how much money you make or what kind of stuff you have. Everyone's just there for the same reason. It was definitely it was definitely a good time when we got to go down there for the two days that we did. Yeah, um, Adam was out there too, right? Adam and Taylor for that weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam was Taylor, think, right? I think that. It was something that was real foreign to me. Uh, I've always liked rally, but it was always something that I did like I didn't know how to do. And just to see from the ranch, I call it the ranch. That's the, it. It's, it is. Like, it's the rally ranch. It's. I mean, it's just so wide open. I mean, there's horses. There's like a ranch house. You know, like we got a baby garage. Garage on the a baby bottom. deer, yeah, baby deer. Yeah. Okay, I missed that. Memo. Do you not follow Dave on Facebook? Oh, you need to. I follow oh. Dave on Facebook. Okay. That's Texas a good Dave. follow. I think it's Texas underscore Dave, and yeah, like he is crushing the Bumble game because of that. That that deer, he's got a baby deer that he saved. He has it on Bumble. Oh, so hard. Yeah. Could he use like videos of him saving it from the middle of the road or something? No, just like a, a cute selfie with him and the deer, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, I have to be your friend. Let's let's hang out. Let me see that deer." Yeah. <laughs> He's just like booking appointments. Oh, yeah. He's like, "Bam, be you're booked up from right. eleven thirty to 12. Uh, yeah. So he named her Jane. <laughs> She's a Jane Doe, right? Oh my god! <laughs> this guy's just pulling all the tear yeah. strings right so, now. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's funny. What a great human being to yeah. save a deer. And it's literally the smallest deer. I, I thought deer came stock bigger than this. Like, I thought they were born <laughs> large. It was the smallest deer. It's not even a foot tall. Yeah. Oh, my They're God. It's like this big around, and it, it's just like a dog. Just a fawn, when, yeah, man. Yeah, when you walk in the backyard, she'll, like, run up to you and lick you, and, like, you have a bottle, you can feed her with a bottle. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. That's that totally fits him as a human being. For sure. I could totally like, see him on the second floor patio, like rolling up to the ranch, and he's like rolling around with the deer just in his lap. His deer. Yeah. And the dogs love her too. They all play together. This is like, awesome. Please tell dog. me he's going to keep it for forever. Forever. Yeah. She's she's part of the fam now. 100%. Oh my God. I, yeah, I want to go down there. Pet deer. I'm sorry, Dave. I, want, I wanted to meet Jane or Doe. Or... He's used to it by now. What's up? Yeah. He's used to that by now. Oh, yeah. They're, they're Sorry, I'm not here for the race cars yeah. anymore. I hear you had a baby deer. Tons of people just come out. Did you add that to the list of amenities on the on the website yet? Yeah, we should. We should put her in like the staff portion of the website. Like, yes. Have a profile. Yes. Been with the team about three months now. Yeah. Yes. Enjoys just, running through the fields. Like like uh, sucking on bottles and eating grass, <laughs> pooping everywhere. It's like a, not like an instructor job title but maybe like a spiritual motivator entertainment yeah, yeah ranch ranch overseer it's ranch perfect. manager if you bring your wife right and your wife's like i don't want to deal with race cars i don't care and you're like yeah but they have a baby deer she's like i'm in let's go yeah. <laughs> think of the selfies babe spousal entertainment there oh, you go that's awesome but back to what i was getting at um i didn't know how rally cars worked i didn't know yeah. you had to hit the brakes to turn i didn't know you were Throwing this chunk of metal down a mountain, I thought you were just full on, full gas, steering your ass off, throwing this thing down a mountain, throwing this thing down a ridge. But there's a lot more. 
I guess um, it's very technical. It's it's a very technical thing, and to get down there and see that firsthand, it really made me appreciate rally more than just oh man, I love seeing these guys fly down some country like mm-hmm. countryside wherever they are. Absolutely, it's like wow, they're they're actually working that vehicle down. It's not just like he's mashing the gas, flying through these hills like. Well, the thing He's about actually rally, making it work. Yeah, it's like, it's it's way more intense and um, rigorous for the drivers because they where normal racing you see the same race course, you know, the same twelve turns, a hundred laps in a row, or whatever. You can practice that turn every time. You can find your breaking point. You can find how much to turn in your your mile per hour, things like that. Rally, you see a thousand corners one time. So it's fresh. Everything is fresh. And you are just constantly reacting and adjusting to the car and the course in front of you. And as the cars in front of you go over the course, the course changes. There could be ruts that develop. The, the top level of gravel can get swept off. Some water could you know, eventually start to get in there and, and get you a little puddle. It completely changes the game, right? So the first four cars... Or a tree through, falls. Like, yeah, a tree can fall. I mean, every, every, I'm listening to you. It's like, yeah, anything, yeah. Literally anything. And you have to be able to react as quick as possible and like not screw up. Because when you crash and rally, usually that's the end of your rally or you die. <laughs> so it's the end of your life. Yeah. So like it's major, you know, I, I, I ex- exaggerate a little bit. There's not that many deaths in rally, but it is definitely way more, um, you know, you're just not fishing. You're 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 playing with heavy. Yeah, it's exactly. It's got a lot of weight on every little move you make. So. It makes you look at NASCAR and go, <laughs> "That's cute. Oh, that's so yeah. controlled. That's such a controlled <laughs> yeah. environment. This right. dude's like running like the backwoods of England." Just yeah. when you brought up NASCAR, I saw like a kid with the little thing where it's like a square, a triangle, and a circle, and he's like dropping the blocks through. Exactly. And then right. I see Billy really, like running around, like yeah. blindfolded, one Absolutely. arm, one leg. Yeah, blindfolded yeah. with a Rubik's cube, just running like up and down hills. Do you feel well, like I'm just mediocre? I mean, these these pro guys are insane. Like, oh, I generally don't are, get scared. Like I it s- takes a lot for me to get adrenaline rush. Dave scared the piss oh, out of me. So bad. I saw. Yeah a video of Dave on YouTube and his footwork mm-hmm. makes me think that dude could salsa for a living. <laughs> right. That dude could dance salsa for a living. That dude is sitting in a race car going, nah, 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 nah. Like, and all just his like extended body parts are just moving and firing and so a good thing that like just to climb a hill ties that together is playing drums, right? It helps you develop independence. One so, year other passions. Yeah, yeah, he does too. He, Dave plays. How ironic! No I play drums. Of course, yeah. Blue, you're gonna be a rally driver. Yeah, that's what we just found out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Were we talking about the podcast and self discovery? Yeah. That, that was your moment. My my dad was too. teaching. Yes, <laughs> my dad was teaching me how to drive a standard, a five speed, and I was having so much trouble with it. And he's like. It's just like playing drums. It's just like playing drums. He's like, you don't think about your feet when you're playing drums, do you? It's like, no. He's like, you don't think about your hands. You just do it. That's it. He's like, it's just like playing drums. Do it. That's crazy. Dude, next time you come out, we're putting, we're strapping you into car five and letting you rip. Word. Yeah. But first and foremost, get me in a fucking golf cart. (laughs) I need. I told Dave. I, I told Dave, I messaged him when I got my helmet in. Yeah. I said, all right, you scared the piss out of Evan. You Everyone. scared the piss out of Richie. <laughs> yep. I didn't have a helmet. My helmet just came in. 
I'm putting my visor on as we speak. Mm -hmm. Next time I come down to rally ready, you're, I'm just strapping into the golf cart. So you probably want to do that last. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, I want to get, yeah. I want to get it. But I'm saying, once you've experienced that, you're just like melted, and you're just like, oh, oh yeah? my god, I have to process this for like a week. Really? I, how am I not dead? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I come, I it come from, I come from dirt track racing. Oh. Okay. So I mean, it's it's not rally, but I, you know, it's dirt. So I mean, I know how crazy dirt can get. Sure. So I might not be as shook up as Evan, but. I will take your word on it. I will yeah. try the golf cart last. Yes. Yeah. Just the thing about it is not so much like getting shaken up and stuff. It's the fact that Dave is flying through a 10-foot wide section with giant trees at 80 miles an hour. Yeah. And literally if a squirrel ran out in front of you and he reacted just a millimeter wrong with the steering wheel, you're dead. Yeah. So the whole time you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. How am I not dead? Oh, I'm definitely going to die now. Definitely going to die. Just I think there's so many, yeah, there's like points where your mind has troubles. I, I see what he's talking about. It's like you have troubles processing it. Because like in my mind, I've made the decision already wrong like four times over. Right. So it's like your computer keeps opening more windows before you can like exit it out. Or like, yeah. And he's, you're just like, how is he dealing with all this? You're like, left, right, down, left. And he's like, left, right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a dance with all of his yeah. extremities. In my mind, I'm just like. Out if, there, we say golf carts. Oh yeah. Um, these things are the <laughs> farthest things from golf carts. They're picturing like twelve miles an hour. Yeah. Like, yeah. This thing does not hold golf utensils. Like gloves, yeah. Yeah. Like your clubs clanking in the back. Arnold Palmer's and the cup holders. <laughs> That'd be nice. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. A golf cart for for rally ready purposes is a Yamaha YXZ, which is a side by side. It's really fast. It's like a kind of like a cross between a buggy and an ATV. Um, it, it's got about 110 horsepower. It's got a five-speed sequential gearbox, so it's got a clutch. And it's either two-wheel or four-wheel drive. We run them all in rear-wheel drive because it's more fun and yeah. you can drift around a lot more. That's funny. I didn't know they, they had all-wheel drive as well. Yeah, you That's got just a, little, a setting? Yeah, you got a little switch that you can select the gearbox. You can also lock it. So we tried to go in... Um, like rock crawling in one, mm -hmm. and we pretty much smoked the clutch like within 20 minutes. But, and when I say we, I mean Dave. This was all him. I was yeah. just riding passenger. <laughs> I don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> That's the best seat, though. You're like not too stressed out or emotionally invested. You're oh, just no. there for the ride. Instructor, legit, not owner, operator. Dude, I legit right. almost died that day. Like, yeah? Yeah, David Moss was driving my golf cart that we were in, <clears throat> and he was going up this big hill, and to get up the hill, you got to use quite a bit of revs. They don't have a whole lot of torque. They've got mostly power, and so you got to get up in there, and the revs <clears throat> be pretty pretty hard with the clutch to get up there. And there was this branch that the users can't see me like making a, a motion yeah. of a branch pointing right towards my face. He <laughs> said so the but users, we were, or yeah, but the listeners. But we were flying up this thing, and this branch literally comes through the cabin, and I dodge it by a millimeter hits me in the side of the head and goes through the back of the cab. And he finally stops after that point. We got video of it too. I legitimately almost took it like through the eye, through the brain, Final or through the neck. Style. It was it would have been game over. And yeah, it was so close. And then nothing happened. I'm like, man, I didn't even get adrenaline rush off of that. I didn't even know I was gonna die before I was almost dead. It <laughs> oh, <laughs> happened so fast. So yeah. Passenger seat also scary. Yeah. Equally as dangerous. Yeah. I'm ready though, man. I get. I got to see everybody get the shit scared out of them. Yeah. And everybody come back like, 
Bro, I appreciate it, man. Oh, fuck, man. I'm, I'm never doing that again. Where's the bathroom? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I just got to sit there and was just like underneath the shade tree, like, yeah. All right, Bill. Where's that make, helmet at, son? Make sure you throw Evan around because you can't throw me around. Go have fun, guys, while I sit here. I'll just be over here. You don't even have a baby deer to play with yet. <laughs> <laughs> this place sucks, man. You ain't got a deer to play with. Yeah. Ding. Light goes off. I need to find a fucking deer for blue. Yeah. 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 He actually he rescued that deer from um, this property, and she was abandoned by her mom. So it was like the saddest story ever told. The saddest story ever told. Yeah. He went out to. He was checking out this dock. He went out there on like a Friday or something. Saw this baby deer curled up by a tree, just kind of shivering. And he was like, you know, I probably don't need to mess with her. Her mom's gonna come back and. You know, I, I don't want my scent on her or whatever. Checks out the dock, comes up with a game plan on how to get it. Goes back the next day, and the baby deer is in the exact same spot, just sitting there curled up, shivering. And so he called his vet friend, and she was like, yeah, she needs to eat and get some water. She's going to die in the next, like, 12 hours. So sure enough, Dave scooped her up, put her in her towel, took her to the vet, and now she's our pet. <laughs> what was he doing at the dock? Uh, just getting a dock for the pond. We have a big pond. Oh, so it's on your property. Or yes. the property for Rally Ready, I guess. So it was like a, a Craigslist find, you know. Like yeah. Some old boy was like, yeah, you can have this dock for free if you can get it out of my pond. That's so pretty like, funny. That sounds like a challenge I can do. Yeah. So I guess it's just floating and you yeah, just kind of put it. a dock that wow. you can walk out on and for fishing or That's awesome. How would you guys move it? Like a trailer? Honestly, I don't know. I didn't go on that adventure. I was busy working on my stupid car. So. That is a Craigslist find. I bet you that guy was standing on back. He's like, I'm going to see how this dude's oh, going to move this shit. Dude, yeah, like, <laughs> the dock is huge. And, like, when I saw the pieces they brought back, I'm like, how the hell did you even get that, like, with two or three people on yeah. any sort of transportation? This thing is massive, you know? That's awesome. And there's, like, parts of it that are rusty and broken and then parts that are, like, new. But so. when it's free, he's like, I'm going to find a exactly. fucking way. It's not exactly free at this point now that we've spent, you know, 16 man hours getting it and fuel and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's it's a sweet little addition to the ranch. Yeah, so I'm going to have to bring my helmet next time. I'm definitely going to have to bring my tackle box and my fishing, fishing pole. Fishing yeah. A baby fi deer food if you got it. Baby deer food. Dude, you got a shotgun, bring it. We'll shoot some skeet too. Dude. It's a real I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I'm so down, man. I'm, we can't fly down there. I'm sorry. I'm taking yeah, my just, gun next time. Yeah, just drive. You can fly a drone. Oh, I told you. <laughs> Dude, he's just listening. <laughs> he's like, fly you, a drone. You know where we're out there shooting skeet? Yeah. Trap shoot. Like, Dude, you've seen slow-mo and skeet and... Dude, that would be sick, actually. If you're a good shot and you trust yourself flying a drone like 20 feet from the skeet, that would be dope. Let it rip. That'd be you shoot the drone? No, just try not to. Try and shoot say, a skeet can... right next to the drone. Oh, so the camera's like close. we're gonna be like dude perfect but extreme. Oh, would be amazing. Like sliding the ATV in the sure background while like shooting some, the shotgun. Some buckshot, maybe. But you'd never hit the me. You're dead ass on. I think I think you could pull it off. Maybe we're gonna need two or three drones, but we'll get the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need like. Five All right, or six Casey, drones. nice dad, chill out on the budget. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Two or six, you know, two or six drones, maybe <laughs> five or six boxes of clay. Yeah. So you said that was six Phantom Fours. How many GoPro? Right. So we'll just buy a couple from Best Buy and return what we don't blow up. <laughs> I like how we bring it back to Best Buy. There's a bunch of little pellet holes in it. Yeah. They're like, what right. happened here? Like. Like, this thing sucks. I need my money back. Won't <laughs> yeah. fly. I won't even take a shotgun shell. I think it was radiation, man. Said, this thing know. sucks. <laughs> Dude. Well, um, 
I'm just trying to figure out when we're going to Rally Ready, dude. I want to, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to find that out. I'd Talk like to, to Dave. Tell, see yeah. what the schedule is. Dude, you can go today if you want. Now I might go today. They're having a huge 4th of July party. Turn those damn mics off. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm going. Yeah. Happy 4th of I'm July. I'm going to go grab my toothbrush real yeah. quick. Yeah. This is, like, seriously, every time, every year, Dave, instead of just going to the fireworks stand and buying, like, Fifty dollars worth of fireworks. He's like, "All right, everyone, come in. We're gonna all throw in fifty bucks. We're gonna go to the local stand right before they close, and they're gonna give us a mountain of fireworks." That is the smartest deal they ever. Do. They gave us like, I want to say like Dave, two man. grand worth of fireworks for like two hundred fifty bucks. And dude, when, when at I, the end of yeah. the day, so he'll literally like, y'all close at twelve. He's in the back of the parking at eleven forty-four. Yeah, he's like, everything they don't. He's like, sell, sir, can I help you? Back. Or they have to fire off. Yeah, so it's right. just wasted money. Yeah, because they can't save it till next year. Right, they can't actually put it back. They got to, they got to burn it. So yeah. they just might as well make something off of it. And dude, yeah, we. So David Moss and I, last time Dave went out of town, we were jousting in rally cars with Roman candles Amen. coming at each other. We had students that we had in the driver's seat. We're like, all right, just drive at the other car, don't hit it. And then I'm gonna be hanging out the window with this GoPro in one hand and a Roman candle in the other hand and shooting each other in the dude, face. Yeah. Dude, it was the dude. greatest thing ever, dude. I totally hit Dave right or David right in the head with one of these things. And like as he's running, you know, and I'm like, bah and I see it going. It's like time slowed down, you know, and I see yeah. this green ember like flying right towards his head. And he's I'm like, like I, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> the green. Yeah, it was it was so solid. It's like the Coliseum music. So I think we need to hit up a fireworks stand tonight, stock up, and bring some uh, bring some artillery when we make it down there. Yeah. Bring some bottle rockets, deer food, fish poles, tackle box, shotgun, shells, box of clay, helmet, helmet, change of shorts, GoPro. <laughs> Ah, uh, I'm going to live dangerously, bro. My yeah. first time in a golf cart. I'm going commando. Yeah, you'll be fine. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and go commando. That way, yeah. if something happens, hey, right. it's that drastic. Right? Go it's ahead. that drastic. Go, yo, I don't need you made me throw away a pair of shorts, Dave. Right? <laughs> like, Blue, you can get out of the car. He's like, ah, uh, y'all can go inside for a minute. Like the hose here. Yeah. <laughs> just park you next to the hose. I'll be down by the pond. Right. Washing yeah. off. We're going to check out that new dog. Don't mind me. That's awesome. So, um, enough about Rally Ready. Let's talk about uh, Lone Star Drift. Sure. And the drift side of your your career, if you will. Yeah. Um, for all the listeners out there, what kind of car do you have? It's a 240SX. It's an S14 Kuki, and it's got a 2JZ drivetrain in it. Word. Yeah. And it is, it's like a copper, what color is that? What it's like a, like a burnt cranberry metallic. Um, it's kind of a hard color to explain, but it's, this year my theme was street style, so I was yeah. trying to go for more of like a, subdued street theme. Previously, several years, I've, I've gone really wild and, and bright colors. Um, wild and wacky. Yeah, so it's real flashy. It's, so it's more like slick now, you know. So the color absolutely. is not quite as, as wild. It's still got a lot of metallic in it, but it's, uh, it's supposed to look like a street car. So that's why I put windows back in it. That's why I didn't put a giant wing. That's my, like, my fitment and my ride height and everything is uh, low and, and, and like, Aggressive. Fitment, aggressive, yeah. It's not FD spec. It's not built 100% for performance. Like, my car would be faster if I raised it up. My car would be 
faster if I put skinnier wheels to bulge the tires a little bit, but I think that looks stupid, and drifting is supposed to look rad, and so that's what I want to do with it. I think it's also about style, so it's like you need to express your style kind of yeah. in all formats. Yeah. Speaking of rad, yesterday you hit a line that was deemed unfollowable. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, but I, everybody <laughs> in the pits and everybody in the stands thought it was the raddest shit they've ever seen out of TMS. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I, that's a good takeaway. <laughs> Take us through that that okay. run, like, because, I mean, I, I just want to know what you were thinking because sure. it was an all-out. I mean, I haven't seen anyone do that at FD. Right. It was pretty nuts. I don't. So, okay, the way that the comp usually works is you go up to Missy and you ask her, hey, who am I up against? And she says, okay, you're going to go against, for example, in my case, John Hayes. So I'm up against John Hayes, first round battle. She says, you're, you know, fourth down, go line up behind Van Schellenbeck. You guys will go after them. Okay, great. So I have about 15, 20 minutes to prepare mentally, to prep my car, get my GoPros rolling, get, you know, get in, get clicked in. Make sure I've got fuel, make sure if I want to make a tire pressure change or anything like that, I have time to do that. So that's how the first round went. The second round, I was at the kind of the middle of the bracket, I think, uh, or, or towards one of the ends, but it, I wasn't supposed to go. I was just hanging out, and they were supposed to start at the other end of the bracket, but those drivers were changing tires or something was going on where they couldn't start that. So they were like, Fielding, are you ready to go? And I was like, I mean, I guess. And they were like, all right, get up to the line, you're next. And I was just like, holy shit, who am I up against? And they're just like, get in your car and go. So I don't have any idea who I'm up against. I don't have any time to like do my, my prep routine. And then first, first lap, I was chasing, and I'm up against Zach Ferris. And Zach drives a really well-built 350Z. It's got a V8 in it. It's got a dog box transmission. Uh, it's really, really fast, nice build. It's got wife's fab. Um, so fast car and I'm like, damn, if I'd have known that, I probably would have dropped tire pressure a bit or done something or at least been like, okay, think about how he's running or, or call to my spot or, Hey, how is he entering? Is he entering on e-brake or is he entering on clutch kick? Right. Um, things like that. So I had no information and maybe 30 seconds before I knew who I was running till the Jimmy dropped his hands and launched us. Yeah. You know, so for that, for me in the, the chase, I didn't have all the information I would have liked to. So my entry on him was almost a crash. All right, I was reviewing footage of this yesterday. I didn't realize how close I got. I got within a foot of him. Before you got to the bleachers, I was walking back from the restroom mm -hmm. and I saw both your headlights before the bleachers. Well, I'm talking about the first lap. So, oh, so I'm okay. setting it up for you, okay. that, that second lap. Um, I, I you know, had a huge like, clutch kick entry and he was doing e-brake entry and I didn't know that so I rushed right up into his door had to make a correction then he gets on the gas gaps me a little bit and then we finish the run I do suck up to him at the end I had to cut the line just a bit but it was kind of a sloppy run on my part so then Cagle who was spotting for me at this event jumps on the mic and says hey he's got the advantage you're gonna have to pull something off so they'll shake him up and so now I'm like, oh, shit, all right, I got to do something crazy, right? So then that's when I take off. I do my normal entry, but when I go to transition, I transition really hard. And doing so through a lot of angle, I immediately jump back on the gas real hard. And luckily, I had a little bit stickier tires in the back. So that allowed me to have a little, just enough grip. I mean, I carried it. I, I did shallow my angle out a bit, but I carried the drift throughout the course, even though it was offline. And Zach behind me flew way off course. So it was definitely a tough call. 
Uh, I did complete the lap. I didn't go off course, but I did have a very unorthodox line on that entry, and that's why the judges deemed it my fault. However, inside the car, it felt insane. <laughs> uh, outside of the car, over by the careless booth, it looked absolutely... Man, I don't, I don't even have the words to no. like really say... Like, I think at that point, it's not even called Hoonan anymore. It's, it's more or less like... Uh, like fabricated oh, talent. <laughs> Just pull it out of my ass. Like, you can ask Rich, you can ask Evan... If it, were you even over there? I was flipping the fuck out. Yeah. Because like I was coming back from the restroom, I was like, oh my god, did you guys see Bucket Shredders run? God <laughs> dog, dude, I saw his fucking headlights. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, like I'm I'm flipping the fuck out. And then Brittany Bowling um says that oh they're saying that Shredders run was deemed unfollowable. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, That's bullshit. It's a bummer. And sure enough, they came over the intercom and said, yep. Yep. You know, and I was just like, man. I mean, it, y'all need know, to do better. Well, no, the judging is hard. Like, let me, let me be the first to say that judging drifting is extremely hard. And I think, uh, they made it, they made the right call in this case. Now that I've reviewed footage, you know, it's easy to get heated in the moment and be like, that's bullshit. I didn't go off track and blah, right. blah, blah. But I've, I've matured since my earlier years. And I, I, you know, instead of protesting, I find that it's, 99% of the time, it's, it is a good call if you go and review footage, and especially from their perspective. So I respect that. I had a great time. I was just hyped I didn't crash. And then when I heard the crowd over the radio, when Keiko was radioing me, he's like, I think you got it, dude. Oh, my God, that was nuts. The crowd's going wild. And I heard them. That, like, really hyped me up and made me feel really good. So the fact that I lost the battle but kind of won the crowd makes it all worth it. Oh, my perspective. Yeah. So that's exactly. awesome, man. And the fact that I didn't crash. And honestly, like... Zach hit me last event um, when I did the same thing. I threw a huge angle on entry. He wasn't ready for it. He was charging hard. His car's fast. And he creamed into my right rear corner, bent the control arm, hurt the axle, uh, bodywork, and so forth. The wheel got nicked. Uh, you know, I was able to drive the rest of the event, but I was so afraid and replaying that in my head in slow-mo as I chucked this massive angle. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to get hit again by, um, by Zach and the exact... Right rear corner, same exact thing. I'm like, oh, this is just Groundhog's Day, you know, damn it. But luckily I didn't, and everything was fine, so. You mastered it. Well, he didn't hit me, which, that was on him, not me. That was that was a good save from him, even though he flew off track. Like, I'd much rather that than him hit me, so I appreciate that. Thanks, Zach. It's always cool to have, like, drivers kind of step up. Like you mentioned, Kegel was helping spot you and stuff like that. It's so cool that when you're driving together, it's like you're driving, you know, obviously against each other. But I feel like in between it, it kind of seems like everybody has... The same I, ideas. I really don't feel like Lone Star Drift has like that. I don't know, just like un, unfavoring competition where like it's like sportsman. exactly. It's yeah. where it's like, um, well, this is my team, and this guy can get fucked, or like, oh, well, this is me, and, and this is who I ride with, and this is my team, and yeah, that I mean, guy's just on that. That guy's out there in the open, and it really seems like everybody seems to help everybody out, and right. everybody. It's it's more or less what what you give out is what you get right back. Mm-hmm. I, agree. I think everybody understands that, and, and you can see that from most of the teams. You know, there are still some teams that are very kind of football player mentality is what I call it, where they're there to win. That's all they want to do. They just want to go out there, practice five laps, get get their car set up, do all these changes, and then win, and then go home. And to me, that's not the point of drifting, right? 
it's supposed you're supposed to have fun. No one's really making any money doing this. You're always busting your ass for a hundred hours a month just trying to get out there and drive for a few hours. You know, it's not if you turn it into a job and take away the fun, then you're not gonna last and, and you're not gonna enjoy drifting like it should be enjoyed. Um, so there's definitely that camp of people, and there are a few, and then there's several other people that are just out there to have a rad time and drive together. And I'd like to point out that like David Mesker, for example, he has an insane car and he's got plenty of budget. He could buy anything he wants, essentially. And he runs Kenda tires just like all of us because he doesn't want to feel like he's got this major unfair advantage running crazy Achilles or something like that. He could totally do that. He could afford it and he could monster us, but there's no reason to. It wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't put on a good show. So props to him for running the same thing. Just the same thing as all of us, you know. Essentially, it's kind of a Kenda spec series at this point. Everyone has tried other brands and tried other, other tires and... and Yes, there are some grippier compounds. Yes, there are some that you can run lower pressures and they will get you a few miles per hour per lap. But the fact that you they only last two laps where a Kenda will do 10 laps is so far out of the worth it range that, you know, everyone's just like, screw that. I'll go 10% slower and get 10 times the laps. You know, it's way, way More better. drive time. It's more fun. Yeah, miles exactly per mile. Fun. Exactly. And you're an, a brand ambassador for Kenda, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, I, I am with Kenda, but I, that is true. I'm a, a Kenda-sponsored driver. But they, I mean, they I've been preaching this for years, way before I was supported by the company. And, and you can tell by the, the support this series gets that everyone knows that these are the jam, whether you're, you're buying them, whether they're free, whether, you know, you have a choice for other tires for the same money. It's the only way to calculate tire cost is how many dollars per lap. It's the only way. So even if you get a Falcon for $50 per tire and a Kenda is $100 per tire, if the Kenda lasts four times as long, it's cheaper. Just period. I think a lot of people get sold on the initial budget because mm -hmm. they're young. That they number. say, well, yeah, I want to get that sticker brand new tire on mm -hmm. my... And I mean, I myself, I'm very intro level, I'm very enthusiast level, so I've, I don't ever, I don't think I've ever done a competition professionally judged. I've done tandems and stuff like that, but sure. I look at it like, hey, what is the cheapest? I can get these tires for mm -hmm. but like you just said there's that in cost that gets you a lot farther yep. and i mean one thing i think selbeck's really been right to me chris selbeck is uh also the blowouts and the inconsistency and the gyrots rots and the debating it's yep. like yeah you can get those tires on there cheap but what are they going to do you're going to delaminate and come off and you know well that's just it but the kr20s that i'm using are so consistent all the way from new till they're quartered oh and yes i've run other tires like i've run federals i've run some really crappy like Ling Longs and stuff, yeah, yeah. some very inexpensive tires. And yes, I'll save 20 or $30 per pair, which is great. If, if you're buying six pairs, you save set, you know, a lot of money. But if they only last four laps and they get greasy or they explode or delaminate. Cause much more chunks, issues. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, this isn't even worth it. My, my practice, if I only get four good laps before the tire does something weird, yeah. then that's stupid. Yeah, I don't know, even for me, I've never bought new tires, so I can't try to act like I have that investment. But I've had tires where I got them used or whatever, and they look great, but then they get a huge wart on the side, and that's even more frustrating. You're like, oh, this yeah. is a beautiful tire. Mm -hmm. I mounted it. Yep. I got the car. I got the wheels on the car. I got the car at the track, and now I'm afraid to even do a single run because this thing looks like it's about to explode <laughs> out the side. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely always a risk, especially at the speeds we're going. Oh, yeah. Here in Texas, we've got some fast tracks. That fucking yeah. heat, though. And I would say, man, Lone Star Drift is, it's all around, like, this collective of 
let's go fast, let's have fun, let's be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Aaron Losey has a big part yeah, of I mean, keeping it that show. way. Because if you've ever, to the listeners, if you ever show up to um, Lone Star Drift and you want to catch something that uh, will pretty much blow your mind, um, just listen in on our driver's meeting. Because Aaron Losey says a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. But he says it so you will hear him and you will remember him. If he went out there and says, All right, guys, everybody just be... Will Parsons? <laughs> then, you know, nobody would listen. Everybody's just kind of like, yeah, that's Start grandpa, yeah. whatever. But he goes out there and he's like, look, I don't fucking like you that much. I don't want to have to talk to your mom and tell her why you're not coming home with your fucking arm. You're right. You're going to remember that. Yeah. You're going to hold that, like, close. Like, you're going to remember that. It's not that he doesn't like your mom. It's just that he didn't sign up to talk to your mother and say, hey, your son was a dipshit. Put his hands out the window. Yeah, like, he lost a fucking arm. (laughs) You know, like, it's not that he doesn't love the people who come out and drive in one star drift. It's just, I feel like he's that harsh. So you will remember, like, hey, let's be safe. Let's be smart. Yeah, I mean. Nobody dies today. Right. You know, I heard him, I heard him the last day of round four, walk up to one of the TMS guys and goes, nobody died today. (laughs) Like, I seriously feel like, like that's something we should that's celebrate, a success. Yeah. you know. And like I was thinking about it, and I was like, "That's Aaron Losey's biggest deal out here. Yeah, is making sure nobody dies." Well, and he genuinely loves drifting, so he absolutely. wants it to survive, and that's the only way. If someone dies in Texas in drifting, it's pretty oh, much yeah. game over. Yeah, I mean, insurance will be shutting it down. You obviously, it could be one little event in San Antonio could really set the tone for the whole state. You feel absolutely. And any any sanctioning body, if they do injure or kill somebody, then all the insurance companies are going to look at Texas Drift much more scrutinizing and, and tell they're either going to regulate it or just cancel it. Are you concerned about that at all? A little bit, yeah. I feel like um, education is key, and I've actually gone down to some of the other events and kind of helped out where I could and just yeah. pointed out a few things I saw, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't have the golf cart guy driving across track to pick up cones. Straight across track, beeline yeah. through, yeah. <laughs> and, like, maybe you should have, like, the grid kind of line up this way so that when people are coming off track, they lose their brakes, or if they're out of control, they don't cream right into the, the cars parked there with people standing around, things like that. So definitely improvements to be made all safety, around. Yeah, safety is definitely a key, and you just get that from Losey's program, LM Star Drift. Yep. He, he might say some harsh shit, but he, all in all, he wants to have fun and he wants to be safe. Yeah. Th- those are the top two, and I think every event, those get... Like, those get taken care of. Absolutely. It's, well, it's fun, and it's safe. And this know? next event coming up is the most dangerous, but it's also the most fun. Uh, and when I say most dangerous, I mean this is where the crowd gets closest to the cars as they're drifting. Oh, dude, there's an epic shot of our van, like, yeah. six feet away from right. the Tyrones, like, drifting into a wall. Exactly. Yes, this yeah. is pinball drifting. It's a, it's a photo. The sofa's on top of the van. There's, like, three people sitting up top, uh-huh. and Tyrone's orange 350s sliding into it, if you happen to see that picture. But that is yeah. pinball drift at its finest, man. So pinball drift pinball is what's drift. coming up. Yeah. August 5th, August 6th, Mineral Wells Airport. Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, excited for this one. It'll be my first pinball. Yeah. Uh, last year I had to miss, uh, I think I had to work, something yeah. like that. This year I'm masking off. Nice. Um, Get out there. So I'm going to quit. Yeah. Forget about it. I'm just like, going to quit. Like, I'm going to live this careless here. lifestyle. Like, <laughs> I'm careless to the fucking bone. Yeah. So my boss, you can suck my ass. Um, <laughs> pieces. He ain't listening. No. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> 
This is my two weeks, motherfucker. <laughs> if you're not familiar with pinball drift, what that means is the course is much smaller. It's like typically where you run fourth gear entries at Mineral Wells around 100 miles per hour. This is more of like a second and possibly third gear. Um, the course is very tight. It's got a lot of little obstacles inside of a box. And instead of having a dictated line by the judges that you have to follow, you are given a freestyle way to run the course. You're given 30 to 45 seconds where you have to main dr maintain drift throughout the entire course, but you get to drive wherever you want, where, however you want, drift whatever turns you want, and you just make it up. You can make it up on the fly, you can try and come up with a plan in the beginning, and the chase car's job is just to follow you wherever you go. So, so it's more of a Gymkhana style. A little bit, but, but even Gymkhana has a very dictated line. You have to go into this box, you have to do a donut around this cone, you have to go through this gate. True. Whereas this is legitimately just... I would say every lap is very, very different. And it's crazy. I would say, and I this is a spectator. I'm not at all um, good at kind of picking up certain things. But I feel from my side of the table, it was even cool because it's like as the weekend progresses, people really start to hone in. Like the smaller cars can't make this and the larger cars can't make that. So it's like mm -hmm. as the weekend progresses, people really start to kind of get aggressive There's and more creative. Yeah, some strategies. Like yeah. in the beginning, it's just free for all. Everybody's fucking going. And it, I thought there was going to be a lot more wrecks. There's, I don't think, any huge incidents no. last year at Pinball, but it's like it completely <laughs> gets more intense. It really upgrades, I think, yeah. from the beginning. I've got a video on my, my YouTube channel where there, we have literally 22 cars in the course at a time in tandem, and no one crashes. It's the most... And it's like smaller than the regular course, too. It's Take that into account. Like yeah, third, not even yeah. maybe a quarter. It's insane. So go check that out if you want to see what pinball is all about. It's an on-camera or on-car camera view just from like the top of my car. Yeah. And I'm probably car 18 in this in this line. So very high risk of getting hit. I was going to say, I don't know directions. if I'd be trying to be behind like, high, like car 10. No, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was nuts. And, and we went and we drove like whoever was leading. I think it was Patrick was leading threw down a really good lap where he was thinking ahead, you know, how do I get through this where the, the my snake tail is essentially like as long as possible and I don't come back on myself, you know? That's that Nokia phone Dude, snake yeah. game coming exactly back into play. Like. How do you was. eat it all without biting yourself? It really was. It was nuts. Yeah. I, I hit Julian in that event, but it wasn't during that um, little exchange. What was the name of that video? Because I'm going to have to check that out myself. Uh, I think it's just Texas Tandem, big old Texas Tandem. Program. Uh, Shredder Racing. Yeah, go check out Shredder Racing on <laughs> YouTube and you can see it. It's, it's a great little, it's, it's short, it's only like a minute long and you get a couple yeah. perspectives. One from the crowd perspective so you can see how close the cars get to the wall and then one from on the car. And for the event kind of recap as well, Losi has upped his shit yeah. on the video recaps. Like, dude, it's unreal. Losi is, Losi's the man. He's definitely a one of a kind dude and I have the utmost respect for that guy. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't want it to sound like I was talking shit earlier because no. it definitely wasn't. He's like Liam Nelson. No, he, I mean he just chooses his words. He just and, blows. Yeah. he just blows. Does not like to repeat himself is the best Absolutely. way I could describe it. Absolutely, and, I, and like I said earlier, I think he comes off harsh so you don't forget yeah. and you don't take it for granted. You well, know? he calls it herding cats, and it is. I mean, drifters are idiots, myself included. So <laughs> getting us, you know, to do herding things cats. properly is hard. So you got to yell at us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like even the driver's meeting, Nick, yeah. it's it's kind of difficult to gather right. those creative minds in one thing, to listen sure. to instructions. Yeah. And then you're there well, with your It's buddies. funny because it was like round one, he's like, 
All right, who who hasn't ran in, in the Lone Star Drift Series before? There was like five or six guys raised sure. their hand. He's like, you guys up front. Yeah. He's like, all right, how many people have, you, you know, have ran in the Lone Star Drift Series before? And, you know, the majority raises their hands. Okay, um, you fuckers need to listen too. Da, da, da. <laughs> it just like runs down this yep. three to four point list. Yep. Not very long, but very elaborate. Sure. I'm only saying this once mm-hmm. style. And... I was just over by the careless booth, just like right next to the driver's meeting. I was like, man, he, that's the first time I've heard obscenities like dropped in a like a professional driver's meeting. Yeah. Like, all these guys are about to take track, and this dude's over here like cussing his brain off. Right. But he's doing that to get your attention. Yeah. He's doing that so he doesn't sound like wah, 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 exactly. wah, wah, wah. And there was the same thing, no, no major injuries, so I guess it's working. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say so. Aaron Losey is the... Uh, the Texas Drift Jesus, if you will. <laughs> Lord Jesus. No, that's that's Will. Will is Texas Drift Jesus. Will Parsons. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. my cargo van brother. Yeah. Dude, we're cargo van swag till we till we pass, bro. Really? Yeah. Dude, we're 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 swinging the same thirty five hundred right now. It. Dude. That's awesome. His is a bow little ties. more rapey than yours. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I think the live bar adds the anti rapey. <laughs> I, I think his is a little more down by the river, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Duct tape over the window type. Yeah, a little more. Yeah, uh, the free candy vinyl. <laughs> careless vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Will. You should make yeah. him a free candy vinyl. I'm just going to tag it next time because I don't think he'd even notice all this random stuff Isn't he's got tagged like, on the right. paint that you can wash off that we could just literally Oh, tag. yeah. 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 Great. Did you ever watch Workaholics? Uh-huh. The grape van? Oh, my God. <laughs> grape you in the mouth? <laughs> Did you ever see that episode or no? Yes, yes. Oh, you got the free grapes behind that organic store. Oh, that's my side. That's my fallback, actually. So that, that's we'll your, your side gate. Yeah, man. Yeah, side gate awesome. dreams. Side band dreams. Man, it was great. It was great catching up with you, man. It was yeah, great. this has been uh, fun. This was way easier than picking I picking it up, man. Yeah, I'll have more coffee next time. No, um, this is good. But to move on to more of a. Some careless events that we're going to be doing. Yeah, tell me what you guys got coming. Um, we got We Are Mopar. Do you have the dates for that? Yeah, that's going to be August 5th, going on at Texas Motor Speedway. August 5th. We're going to be working it out, man. Um, we're supposed to be doing a podcast there with the heads of Mopar. Wow. It's going to be uh, it's going to be fun, man. Uh, we Are Mopar, we always have a good turnout. We always, or They always have a good turnout. They're always showing love. They're... Um, more than welcoming us to uh, come out there and do our thing with the podcast. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm just excited anytime we can go out to TMS and just have a good time. Whether it's Lone Star Drift, We Are Mopar. This is the first time they're doing a We Are Mopar at TMS. Dude, apparently they've booked two hotels. What the, is We Are Mopar exactly? So it's just like the Mopar enthusiast style cars. So it's like the Dodge, is Plymouth. Or me? Yeah. Okay. And there's no. I think they may be doing a charity lap, but there's really, it's mainly to clean your car, come out and show it. Yeah. So they filled up two hotels, two at a bought out two hotels strictly for their event. Last year they made like custom We Are Mopar Hotel keys. Nice. They're having like a huge car meet Friday night at the Solana parking garage. That's I mean, the only Mopar allowed. Correct. Or, okay. I mean, I just, not even a huge Mopar enthusiast myself, mad respect to Pedro that runs it. Like the dude... From my hospitality, like restaurant management background, he has got it on lock. He does the details so well. 
Like down I've to the hotel never key. I've seen like so many like of the new body style chargers or so many of the new body style challengers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you show up to an event and there'll be five like kudas, you know, and kudas are like rare as shit. Yeah. And, you know, there's five of them stacked up. And then you got like the Dodge truck section. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the old school Dodge truck section. A lot of America. The big truck, America. you know, and <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things where you've got like the grandpa trucks and then you have like the full like rotted out like big rat rod looking trucks and nice. with 10 different things hanging off of it and it's just the level of craziness that these we are mopar events are just it's absolutely nuts but it's undeniably mopar it's undeniably you know a big show yet there's a definite fence around it. Like, you won't see a Chevy there. You right. won't see a Ford there. Okay. Isn't it crazy how, like, we have these specific groups and all these rad cars with, like, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars dumped into them just come out of the woodwork? Like, I never see these things on the street. Where the hell are these cars kept? Like, I didn't know there was a hundred Dodge enthusiasts or Mopar enthusiasts, much less a thousand in Texas. That's crazy. And, well, I think... With Texas, it's easy to get away with it because we have so much space. Yeah. You know, there's... We were a country at one time, you know. <laughs> to some people, we still are a country. I mean, between here and Austin, there's bound to be there's bound to be a thousand Dodge enthusiasts. Sure. That's, you know? I guess that's true. But but of right. those people, they all have, you know, 100K plus rides. I think about that one okay, where I, I, see, I see your point there. Like I, see, I see your point there. Yeah. But... I think we can get away with it just on the surface area. And I think Texas being big enough, we can say, like, uh, at the last We Are Mopar event we were at, there was guys from Oklahoma there. There was guys from New Mexico there. There was guys from Louisiana there. There was guys from Alabama yeah. who showed up. So it was it was really like, man, do we have that kind of pool here in Dallas to say that, okay, we're having a We Are Mopar event. Okay, I'm going to drive all the way from Alabama. I mean, yeah, if you're a big oh, enough enthusiast. Man. I guess to add to it, like, all those cars are at least made here. What blows my mind, go to Weekfest or HIN, and you see all these right-hand drive, like, I, I mean, maybe I'm just more of a tuner guy, but, like, yeah. the American, like, that's cool. To me, that car was built 50 years ago and still here, but it's, like, you go to all these other ones, like, I don't even know how you got this shit here. Yeah. Or, like, some of the guys in the car scene. Yeah, like, yeah. you had to take it apart over there, uh-huh. put it in five different containers to get it here, and then find someone that knew exactly how to work with that car and put it back together. Yeah. So yeah. that's, like, a puzzle that had been put Taken apart and put back together. And the modded ones too. Yeah. You know, like all these crazy Japanese parts that don't exist over here. Or you can't get again. You can't yeah. Get them. Yeah. They're, Shoot. They're maybe twenty years old. And how how do you have it in good condition still? Yeah. It's Running impressive. condition. I consider I consider myself a uh, a fan of the American built cars, but I would love to have a right side drive Supra. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? But that you would could, that would definitely be on my bucket list. You of go to Canada and get one of them. Garage candy. Shit, yeah. yeah. I'd be slightly confused. I'm already dyslexic. I don't know if I need to be getting on the wrong side of the car dude, as well. Right-hand Fuck that, dude. Tough. I'm left-handed. Yeah. I would love it. Are you really? Bad, nice. bad, bad. Yeah. The hardest part for me on right-hand drive when I went to Ebbasi last year was getting my hand to go to the handbrake in the stock location. So, like, I'm used to a, a hydro. Handbrake. It's a hydro, yeah, which is an uh, upward knob. And this reaching down towards the shifter but pulling a handbrake with my left arm, it was weird. It just feels so unnatural. Yeah. So like you're opening your door. Yeah, exactly. Or sometimes, like in the heat of the moment, you'll like go to grab it with your right hand and just punch the window. And you're like, ah, damn it, that hurt, and I missed the e-brake completely. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I did enjoy that video watching you slide that GTR into the wall. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I didn't enjoy that. I yeah. watched it though and I was like, man, this is really, oh. I yeah. say like. Enough YouTube for today. Right? It felt amazing when I did it. Even though I knew I fucked up so hard. I was just like, damn. And then when, when I crashed and it was like not hurt at all, I'm like, oh my God, that was nuts. Was that your car? Yeah. And then did you sell it back or you still no, have I it? I kept it. No, they didn't want it back. <laughs> <laughs> then they saw it like, oh no, I'm at a con. You keep. You, I, saw it. Bucks for that I saw it. I just set my phone down. I was just yeah. like, They're like, with the exchange rate it. and everything, you might want to just hang on to that. my bank account works. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is that in storage right now then? Yeah, no. So, just so, wait so for I you bought to get that. Back? With my buddy Dion, and we, we went out there with Aaron and hit, yeah. and hit some of his friends, and he showed us around, and it is absolutely the best vacation I've ever taken motorsport-wise. I did over 500 laps in a week at Ebisu in that car, and it ran flawlessly the whole time. Uh, it was, you know, it was expensive the whole trip, but it was so worth it. I mean, it was amazing. I highly recommend it. I'm going back this year. Uh, Dion and I are dual driving that car, which helps yeah. cut, cut the costs quite a bit, you know. And um, it also really, I didn't realize this at the time, but it lets you relax and enjoy the event instead of just focus on driving, 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 because we switch off every day. So one day it's my time to drive, and he gets to relax, film, chill, ride with other people, whatever. Mm. And then we swap, and then it's my turn to do that and just hang out. And, and you know, ride in other cars and do some filming. That's pretty smart. I yeah. like that. It's nice. And that that day cost me, you know, a fraction of what the driving day costs because the driving day you got fuel and tires and entry key and things like that. Uh, where the the spectating day is just like ten bucks to get in and some lunch. <laughs> I I actually I was really intrigued by that trip and specifically when Taylor and all those other guys went last. Taylor Ray did a really good breakdown on YouTube of the cost, like from beginning to end versus like some of the stuff here. It's pretty interesting. So definitely got a lot of insight as far as like it does cost a lot, but compared to what you're spending to do an event here, yep. you could maybe do three or four times over there in one swing. And so, that's, that's Japan, correct? Yeah. Well, Japan is not like super cheap, but the drifting, because again, the only way to calculate drifting is how many dollars per lap, right? When you do that at Ebisu, I literally, I calculated it all on my part, including uh, airfare, hotel, food, tires, fuel, crashing the car, buying the car, everything was about $5 a lap. So I spend probably $50 a lap here in the U.S. And because my tires only last, you know, 10 laps or so, where over there I got almost 100 laps on a brand new pair of Kendas. It was Dude, insane. fuck a How'd you get that much? Fuck a ride along at Mineral Wells. Yeah, yeah no, I want to do a ride along. Fucking <laughs> well, come on, man. Bring your helmet. Going in November. <laughs> come on out. Bring the bring the careless crew. We'll do yeah, this. Dude. Dude, You'll see me in Austin first. I'm not gonna lie. Fly the van out, dude. Let's do it. Nah. <laughs> I'm looking on Evan's face right now. Yeah, my credit <laughs> card is looking pretty sorry. You know, right? You want me to get a cargo plane? <laughs> the van out. <laughs> Spilling water over here, man. I'll, I'll buy a JDM van. My CPA is telling me I gotta go. Here's wallet yeah. down there going. Uh -uh. Uh -huh. Uh -uh. I'm gonna have one of those Dodge Drift vans they do over there. Dude, yeah, exactly. Get you a, a little local Tokyo right-hand drive van and put some careless logos on it. That sounds a lot better. Dude, next it's only 50 bucks a month to store it there. Store any car you want. What the fuck? So cheap. 50 bucks a 50 month. 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Oh, my God. So cheap. And you just go back, and when you want to drive, 
use for paper so tires that. and stuff and, and fuel, and they have on-site mechanics. Power vehicles is who we go through. So Andy Gray, who runs Formula D, also runs that as his business to afford Formula D, you know. And he's got hundreds of cars and clients that he takes care of all over the world. And constantly people flying in, hey, prep my JZX, I'll be there in, in a week. All right, and they get it ready, they order tires, and you show up, you drive. Can you imagine the awesome clientele list that guy's got to have? Dude, yeah, yeah. He's got some people that literally have more money than they, than just, yeah. like, people from Dubai and stuff. They'll come over and they're like, uh, yeah, I've been to Tow Rod on my JZX, so I'm going to need another JZX. <laughs> he's like, Tow Arm? He's like, no, 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 the car. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't really like the color of the headlights on this one. You're like... You bent a hundred dollar part, and I can fix it in twenty minutes. He's like, "Yeah, well, here's ten grand. Let me get another car." You're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're not all like that. There's several several clients like me who are broke and just barely scraping to get a five thousand dollar Skyline. But whatever, you know, it uh, it's a good spectrum. We're all there Still for the good same reason. Still good Skyline though. <laughs> it's actually similar vibe as like the ranch we were talking about earlier. It doesn't yeah. matter how much money you make when you're at Ebisu, everyone's there for the same reason. They all just you know, love extremely love drifting and love being in that culture and no matter what, you're going to just go out there and rip. I think you filtered through to the extreme enthusiast at that point. So mm -hmm. I think everyone really does iconically really kind of have the same met, yep. same idea. Because like, when Everyone's I was watching... there by accident. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, there's like, not like, oh, my boyfriend bought me this. Like, no, no you're, you want to be at Ebisu. Yep. Yeah, I think it's like, uh, you know, if you want, if, if you're a big fan of baseball, you know, you, you have to go to like New York, you have to go to Boston like sure. see Fenway or see Yankee Stadium or sure. see Dodger Stadium you know um, I don't think you can I don't think you can accidentally stumble upon tickets at Fenway for you know not being a baseball fan yeah you're just um, like perusing the Craigslist like I guess we'll yeah, do this I, I guess I guess I'll go to the oldest ballpark there is we like, got a deal on Groupon yeah. so I hear they have yeah. dollar dogs let's see what this is about you know, like I don't think you can stumble upon Ebisu. Sure. And just no, be can't. like, I know they had a zoo like, there oh, too. Oh, yeah. what, what's this drifting about? What's this about? You know. So I think, I think that would be cool in its in its own right to go to Ebisu because I was somebody who. Oh yeah, there was a Fast and Furious movie about that. Yeah, that's cool as hell. Sure, sure. And then now. Through Careless, I'm getting drug out to Lone Star Drift, and I get to see it firsthand, and I get to talk to these drivers firsthand, and it's see something that it's something that was very foreign to me, no pun intended, but now it's something that I could really dig, and it's something that I can say, okay, this is my home state, this is my, this is Texas's version of drift, yep. Lone Star Drift, and I'm really proud of what what the drivers are doing and what Losi is doing with this. I mean, it's, it's just so great. Absolutely. And, I mean, making fans left and right. Yeah, the fact that he even helps entertain bringing all of us out there. I mean, he, he leaves it at an open invite. So literally people will, that he barely even knows, will be like, hey, I want to go to Evasu. And he's like, do you have the money? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm going these dates. And if they can pay their own way, then he'll show you around and... and give you all the, the inside scoop where if you just went by yourself and didn't know you'd be so lost I mean just getting on the train because I got deported when I went the first time I had to what? Back, yeah, I had to go back a few days later build that wall, <laughs> build getting, that on the, wall. getting on the train from Narita which is where you land and getting up it's about four hours north where, where Ebisu is 
just getting that, that few train exchange, you know, it was very difficult for me by myself, not knowing anything, barely being able to read, you know, very, very few English speakers that are fluent enough to tell me what to do properly. It was, it was tough. And then once I got in the rental car with, with Dion and Lucy and, and the guys, I was like, all right, cool. Now I can just relax and like, just go along for the ride. See ya. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great. It We're doing a podcast live uh, from Ibisu. 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 Yeah. You asked about the zoo thing. My, my understanding, just a quick touch on this, is the zoo was the guise of the way they got the city to pay for all the roads and the infrastructure to be there. Uh-huh. So uh, the story I've been told, and listeners, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I might not have all the points right, but basically Kumakubo's dad was uh, someone of political power and his son was big time into racing, Kubakubo from Team Orange. And he wanted to have a racetrack, but his dad was like, racetracks are millions of dollars, I'm not doing that. So instead, I want to get the city to pay for most of the racetrack by building all of the infrastructure, the roads to it, and all the stuff as a zoo. So we built these little, you know, he got the city to pay for the, the roads up to, the little zoo buildings, the, the market, the you know, entrance with mm-hmm. the gate and all that stuff, and then all he had to do is pave the racetracks. I feel like out. that would tremendously cut that cost oh down. God, yeah. so much, yeah. And then, of course, Kumakubo gets to, like, I don't know if he designed the tracks or what, but, I mean, the, every single track, is, aside from maybe one of the, the bigger ones, is absolutely designed for drifting and works perfectly and beautifully for it. And the way that, the reason why, one of the reasons why we get such good tire wear there is because you'll drift downhill essentially on most of the courses. So as you're drifting, you're going downhill, so you're not having to use a lot of throttle. Um, it's in the mountains, so it's cooler temperatures. The road surface is very good, very smooth. And because you're not having to use a lot of throttle to maintain drift because you have gravity helping you, the tires don't get as hot and they don't wear out as fast. So you can just hot lap. So do you feel like he fell into this by accident or he was like, Dad, I, this really cool spot I think would be perfect for my hobby? I, think, uh, I don't know. I think maybe the the family owned kind of this portion of the mountain or something mm-hmm. just from being wealthy and then the political power thing helped him kind of yeah. get that going. But I honestly don't know. Again, listeners, you guys comment and let, let me know if you know more of the history of Ebisu, but that's the story I've been told. And I, I love the, the fact that they were crafty and they were able to build seven road courses on the side of a mountain with basically free infrastructure. I had no idea that the gravity and all that really helped with the tire tread, so that's yep. pretty cool to hear. Yep, definitely. And then the temperature, too. Yeah. Know, it's much cooler up in the mountains. I mean, it definitely, it all makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Yeah, heat is what kills tires, so. So Texas is probably, like, the worst place for The worst. Oh. <laughs> that's Word. Good. Yeah. Glad to know that, man. Yeah. Lone Star Drift. Yeah. You're killing tires. Yep. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that was great. Well, cheers, that's man. So so you headed back to Austin then? Yeah, I'm going to stop by Trackstar real quick. They tuned my car for this weekend, and uh, Ethan did an amazing job. We found a bunch of little issues. My wastegate had some problems with the holding boost, so we spent two days solid working on it. And now I'm going to go back there. He wants to make sure to touch on the tune and make sure everything's good. He wants to pull the logs from this weekend and just kind of make sure my car is 100% good to go before he sends me back home. And then I'm going to head back to Austin. If I get back in time, I'll, I'll probably go to the ranch and blow some fireworks up. And if not, then, you know, I'll just hang out with the, the Austin crew. and, and uh, Baby deers? 
Yeah, Jane. Dude, Jane. throw that out on Dave's desk, man. See where it's going to take to get us out there. To Dude, you guys can come whenever. We got to do something. I, got an, I, I know where. This coming weekend, we're having Raptor Fest. The trucks? The trucks. And I don't know if it's called Raptor Fest. Don't quote me on that. But we're having a shitload of Raptors come out and destroy themselves on our course. We built, Dave built something like six new jumps that they get to go off. So there's going to be just Raptors jumping all over the property. And we'll definitely have leftover fireworks. So if you guys want to come out next weekend, plan it. You can come just one day if you want. If that's easier, just Saturday. It's, it's a two-day event, Saturday, Sunday. We can get you in the trucks, riding in them. No problem. And, of course, you can ride in the YXZ. And, and you know, we'll, we'll do a little bit of driving, too, if you guys that's want awesome. to, to feel out that lift foot braking technique and stuff. Um, but yeah, next next weekend is this giant raptor thing going. Well, Dave, on. I'm coming for you and Jane. Yeah, with with a hug, yeah, positivity. Yeah, we'll we'll mix you up a bottle to give her. <laughs> my Instagram feed needs that. Yeah, I'm bringing my fishing poles, man. You bring your fishing pole. You catch me by the baby deer. And my GoPro and my helmet, because um, if you say that the golf cart is a twisted beast oh, as it is, I don't level. even want to have the GoPro on track i'd rather have the gopro on me yeah totally totally because i think we yeah. have gopros too we'll put both perspectives Word. oh man it'll be covered and fishing too is actually good out there it's so funny bucky lassett came out and hung with us for a couple days and he drove the rally cars for a couple hours then he was like you got any fish in that pond and dave's like yeah here's a, here's a fishing pole go for it and he fished for hours like more than going and bucky racing rally cars. Yeah. that's great and he pulled out some huge bass and stuff like that that's like, great yeah it was great it was great I would definitely like to have that picture like up on my mantle, right? Not, like over my mantle, but like up on my mantle. Is that Bucky Lassick with a bass, dude? Yeah, I, funny story, right? Yeah. When I heard he was coming, I went in in my closet and I have a Protec helmet that I had when I was young, you know, in high school with all these little old school skateboard stickers on it, yeah. and I took it to him and I had him sign it. So I now have a That's sign awesome. by Bucky Protec helmet from way back in the day. Yeah. Bucky's the man. Yeah, like when he that. made when he made the switch from skateboarding to rally, I think I was like, I was like, oh no, yeah. we lost Bucky. He still does both. Dude, he still does both. Yeah, and like he's still a family man, man. Yeah, a family man, man. He's really cool too. Really, but to, but to hear that he's like, he was like, got any fish in that pond? Right. He That's just, dope, dude. He was embracing everything, and he. He came out, he rented a Jeep Rubicon, and he sailed it. I swear he was going 80 off of the only jump we had at the ranch at the time. And, like, donkey kicked to where he almost endowed when he landed. It was the sketchiest-looking thing. I think it might be on Dave's Instagram. It was insane. But all good. Didn't roll it. <laughs> Returned the Rubicon, like, filthy back to the Enterprise or whatever. They're like... What the hell happened to this thing? Why does it have a check engine light? He's like, I don't know. I paid the extra insurance, though. <laughs> what is the check engine light? Oh, this car's got 500 miles. Right. Like, yeah, you should probably look into that. Oh, just I, don't know. I think those back tires are a little bald, too. Right? Oh, oh and that e-brake sticks a little Dude, bit. He sent it off of that thing. It was hilarious. Hilarious. Detroit ain't making them like they used to. No, right? It's like, it's a Rubicon, right? That means it can handle anything. Tosses the keys over his back. Right? Do y'all have one of those shuttles to the airport? <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, fucking signing out from Careless After Hours Fielding. Yeah. I appreciate you coming by, man. Yeah, this was a great time. I appreciate you guys having me and, and supporting Texas Drifting and, and motorsports in general. This is 
it's good to have people that are passionate in the industry and, and stick around with some longevity. It's been, what, at least five years now? Much more to come, man. We truly yeah. we want to help uh, do some more stuff that could make your dream a little bit more obtainable. So whether that's content creation, products, endorsement, getting you lined up with other companies, that's what we're here yeah. for. I'm loving those key chains you made for me this year, too. Those Dude, everyone great. loves that purple. That was a good yeah. call on your end. Definitely, definitely. Dude, speaking of merch... Um, We've got the 4th of July tank up on our website right now. Live. Yeah, and, we'll have to get um, one of those. Yeah, it's completely dope. Uh, costs a little bit more than our other shirts, but it's worth it. For 4th of July only, it's our first 4th of July um, style tank. So be sure to get to the website and check that out. Um, Careless.com. Shred, it was, good. it was good to have you on today, man. Yeah, it was this great. Is, this is great. Um, we talked about a lot of cool <clears> stuff, too. It wasn't just like... Hey, I'm out here doing this thing, and yeah. I'm trying to cover world events, man. Yeah. Things that hit home. You guys are easy to talk to. I guess that's because we like hang out after events and, and just do a lot of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> just. Like, um. Before we get out of here, I'll believe you guys with the word of the day. Oh yeah. July fourth, um, which is kind of funny because this sounds a lot like me. Uh, it's misanthrope. And it's a noun. And it's a person who dislikes people and avoids them. <laughs> so Are you trying to hint at something, Blue? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, I just like, want to leave you on this note. Yeah. 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 I just want to leave you guys on this. Uh, if you see me in the streets, shout you don't know me. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's no, but Shred, it was great to have you on. Uh, I wish I could make up the word of the day. That's just what pops up on my phone. It's yeah. an app. Yeah, so... Download it. Sign I wish it. I could make it up, but I can't. Shred, it was good to have you on. Too, we man. finally got you on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This um, is great. Happy July 4th, man. Uh, be safe driving to Austin today. I will. Be I careful. Gotta, I got to make sure my, my truck is strapped to the trailer nicely. Oh, we got to get the air, the air out that trailer oh, tire. that's right. Damn, gotta do that. Well, cheers, guys. Happy 4th of July. Much love from the Careless Headquarters. Careless After Hours.